Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's the KSL Movie Show. It gave the audience feelings they weren't sure they should enjoy. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here, here's Doug Wright. In the future, if you could not interrupt me, that would be way better. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Oh, you interrupted him, didn't you? I know, I know. I interrupted. I mean, you know, the the high priced announcer that we hire, you know, for what four bucks and a diet coke, bag of chips, and a ba- you put in a bag of chips. I thought I did. Well, be nice. We're generous folks. Yeah. Yeah, at least Actually, it was just the last Pringle in the Pringles. At least it wasn't a Twinkie. You know, that would put us over the top Ooh. on budget. No doubt about it. It is the movie show, and we're hanging out with our friends at Zero Res today. We happen to be at their Draper location. Jake will be joining us coming up, talk about some of the cool things they have in store for you. And even though it's not officially spring yet, sure wish is, it was. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the time to start doing your spring I cleaning. Know we need the water, but I know. Come on, I know. Has been crazy. It's been nuts. Yeah, as I was driving in, you know, two hundred and two percent on the snowfall and everything in Salt Lake County. And you go around the state, and it's kind of the same thing. Right now in Eureka, I'm not kidding you. I was down there two days ago, and it just keeps snowing and snowing. <laughs> and because of the wind, the drifts down oh, there. Yeah. And, you know, and our, our our crew there in Juab County, I mean, they've got a lot of, you know, distant roads and small communities and everything else. In Eureka, up on on the side of the hill where I am, it, it's like you're driving through tunnels almost with oh, no top. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's well, My brother amazing. lives up in Mammoth, and he always brags, you know, we get all the snow. I'm like, yeah. huh, not this year, bro. Not this year. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. But again, I shall not whine. No, we need it. We needeth the water. My tractor cannot pull it <laughs> through that much snow. With Why is it when you put a TH on everything, it sounds either like Scripture or Shakespeare, one yeah, of the two? Probably neither. Not on the movie show, it doesn't. No, not, no way. All right. We probably ought to do the movie show preview, and especially since it is sponsored by our good friends at Call Climate Services. Here we go. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The movie okay. show special feature. Okay. How special is it, though? Well, that's the that's the question, and the rated G part is a little the up. rated G, yeah. It's like <laughs> oh, Whiz, what are those guys doing again today? Okay, we're going to be talking about Creed Three, Operation Fortune, One Fine Morning, Children of the Corn. Oh yeah, baby, oh, we're back. No. Really, the Children of the Corn, cornier it, than ever. Oh, it is awful. Okay, <laughs> and then. 
We're going to be looking at streaming stuff, too. You know, you're such a fan of The Mandalorian. Had the first episode of we'll season three on that. Wednesday. And then The Consultant. Oh, Christoph Waltz. Ooh. He is he is one of the nicest, sweetest, creepiest guys in Hollywood. And this might be the perfect role really? for him. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. Now, let's see what else have we got here. Uh, so the big movie review will be Creed 3. That's coming up in just a moment. And we'll have movie news. And Jeff the Whipple Ooh. is appearing as a special guest of hearing appearing? on the movie show. Well, I don't know if he's going to actually appear here with us or not. You know, he has a reputation to keep up and to be seen in public well, with us. Well, he's welcome to come down. Up. He is certainly Over. welcome to come by, you know, especially if he brings Cheetos popcorn. <laughs> that is your favorite, isn't it? It's good. Do you put like M and M's in there too? No, 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 no. You don't want the sweetness. This is this is just savory, savory, savory saltiness. Kind of like the movie show. Well, yeah. Well, uh, somewhere in there, More salt, so, less savory. You know what? What prompted the Jeff the Whipple appearance, other than the fact we love the guy, yeah. is the fact that remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about all of the formats. Around the world, different prints, different everything. You know, everything from subtitles to dub-overs to Atmos to Dolby to IMAX to, you know. And it got me to a thinking, Stephen. Uh-oh. That's always dangerous. I know. It's always dangerous. I was thinking with all them theaters Mm. that the Megaplex folks are operating, I wonder how many of the formats... How many different formats it takes? What's the over and under on this? Eight? Oh, gee. Oh, no, more than that. Ten? More than that. I mean, just the sound alone would probably be around oh, eight. Oh, right, Atmos. You know, and then the different, you know, digital and everything else. And, All right, I'll go 12. 12? Oh, gee, I, I don't have a clue. I, I can tell you, though, for sure, for sure, at the Prairie Theater in Ogallala, Nebraska, they have one. one. <laughs> Do you have to share the speaker? You know, yeah, yeah. They they just put a speaker down in the middle of the aisle at the front, and you know, you you forget how we used to watch movies. Oh yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, we didn't. What did he say? I know. Oh man, yeah. Now he's behind you saying it like ah. I know, and off to the side and around and about and everything else. Okay, so Jeff the Whipple will be joining us here on the movie show. We'll have streaming news coming up, and the movie show top ten which also is sponsored by Call Climate Services, by the way. D, by, by the way, way, love them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Steve loves them because for the first time in how many years now you actually have reliable warmth in your home? Well, don't act like I you know, got a stove that I have to stoke every morning, <laughs> uh-huh. which is pretty close. But uh, pretty close. They saved my bacon. That's all I got. You had a furnace you had to kick every morning. <sighs> If we're in the middle of the night and four times in, in anyway. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Love them. Telephone Torture, sponsored by the Megaplex Theaters. Oh, yes. And we've got tons of stuff coming up on today's movie show. We do. Tons, Stephen. All right. Right here on KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. <laughs> it's a fake laugh. It's real. On KSL News Radio. <laughs> Would people really laugh at us like that? Oh, all day. Being the, pre- you know, just the premier movie geeks in the known universe. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, they, they absolutely will and do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the big movie of the week. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. 
Okay. Stephen, we need a little sound, I think, from Creed 3. Here we go. When Dave came back, the past came back. There may have been a time when Damien had your back, but that's not what he's doing now. Before I got locked up, I was the best. You're a coward, bro, and a fraud. I spent half your life in a cell watching somebody else live your life. I'm just getting started, little brother. I'm coming for it all. He's not going to stop. Then you make him. Okay. We have, uh, you know, two childhood friends. And, you know, one's a little older than the others, you know, going for golden gloves. I mean, he is he is the man. Yeah. The other kid also has the same ambitions but just worships this guy, Damien. And... <laughs> What what happens is apparently they had somebody in a home or a, you know, rescue place that uh, uh, they did not like at all. It's left a little vague what he actually did, but these kids hate his guts. Yeah. Well, one night they see him coming out of a convenience liquor store, and I'll tell you, the, the younger kid, who we find out later in the movie is Adonis Creed, he just beats the tar out of this guy and i mean to the point where he's going to kill this guy and so the other the other kid damien you know kind of intervenes but he has a gun and it's one of those classic scenes where you know the one is perhaps guiltier than the other but the one has is a little older and anyway the one kid just books adonis books the other kid gets caught, goes to jail for 18 years. Yeah. In the meantime, Adonis goes on and trains and everything else and becomes the you know heavyweight champion of the world, you know, the whole deal. Has all the belts. Has all the belts and, and a beautiful home, gorgeous wife, everything else. And, you know, he, I mean, his home is so cool, ultra modern, all of the cool things in there, a whole wall that has the, the, you know, belts behind glass and everything else. And he owns a gym. And of course, you know, the person that helped him, trained him is there at the gym working on it. They're training other kids and everything seems to be just peachy, but, and, and Creed has retired now. He's done. He's been retired for three years. Yeah. He's been retired for three years and he, he won an underdog fight. You know, and pretty much, okay, this this is going to be it. He's had concussions, you know, the whole deal. Yeah. Well, Damien gets out of jail and plays the cards, you know, and everything else. And represents himself to be a little different than he actually is. And what happens in this exchange is, you know, I mean, tapping in on the friendships and the loyalties and the guilt factor and knowing what actually went down at that liquor store. And holy cow, and where this goes... You know, some of it, though, Steve, you know, I, I when the, the rep caught me after, I said, boy, the, you know, you kind of can't help but love all of the Rocky and Creed movies and everything else now. But, man, it's just gone a few rounds too long for me. It, it really has. But, you know, I, I, I didn't dislike the movie. I'm glad I saw it. But, you know, the bell needs to ring on this. You know, it's just kind of regurgitating all kinds of things and... So I, I don't know. It's you know th- this is uh, on your scale. It'd be a C plus, B minus for me. Yeah. Well, um, my only problem. I, I thought Michael B. Jordan did a great job. I love Jonathan Majors, even though he's played some kind of dubious characters of late. Uh, but he was great in this as, as that hungry guy that's like yeah. out for revenge. 
but you know he's he's wearing it on his, all of his sleeves. You can tell that he definitely right. is just a mad dog, crazy. Did you notice too that you know the kids, uh, you know, actually, oh, yeah, the y- you need to reverse was... it. You know, it, it's it's like you know Michael B. Jordan should be playing you know Damien, yeah, and the the other guy should be playing. Well, especially when they showed him younger, yeah. he looked like he was the 18 stature, and the other kid was like thirteen. And even the even the facial structure and everything else that, yeah. that bugged me a little bit. But you know, I got over it. Well, the other problem I had with the film is that it doesn't say anything about Rocky other than hey, you could be an underdog fight like Apollo and Rocky. Remember those guys? Like, yeah. duh. And then at the very end, they finally play some of the strains of the Rocky music. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I thought, okay, uh, th- that it. Yeah, I kind of felt like, and I know that there's a backstory that the producer Erwin Winkler and and Sylvester Stallone have a real issue about who owns the rights. Well, they Winkler owns the rights completely. Yeah, and, and it it bugs Stallone to yeah. death to where he brought it up. She, he is in the credits somehow, and I can't remember what it was because I was watching for it too. I I went, wow, you know, this is weird. Where was the bone thrown to Stallone? Yeah, I mean, he's the godfather of this whole franchise. And I know they don't have to keep dragging him out, right? But at least right. you know, I know proper homage. If he dead or something, yeah, just do something with him. That's right. Uh, the other thing I liked was I thought the. Boxing was fast and yeah, furious. That was it was good, spectacular, and I liked the daughter with the, the uh, hearing impaired daughter. Yeah, yeah. then the, everybody was signing, and I thought that was delightful. It was really that sweet. That was very cool. Have you noticed that too? I, and it's not just since Coda, but Coda was kind of in the middle of it all, you know, building up to and everything else. I love the way you know hearing impaired individuals are represented and presented in movies yeah. as full tilt. Players, Absolutely. And I thought that was a really nice touch. But again, my only issue with it, probably, I I get the repetitiveness of the, although I couldn't understand his motivation. I get that, you know, you've been retired for three years in boxing. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. You don't just walk back in and start, you know, going at it. Um, His motivation is like, oh, well, he wants all my stuff. Well, mm, you know, (laughs) let him go do whatever he's going to do. You know, I just thought that was a little... So what's your grade on it? I'm I curious. gave it a B. I still yeah, liked you, it enough. You're a little more generous than, than me, but I mean, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. You know, and and I thought he did a great job directing. Yep. Michael B. Jordan directed. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Just throw Rock a bone. That's it. I know. Throw him a bone and maybe come up with something a little different. Although it reminded me of that movie Warrior with Joel Edgerton oh, and yeah, Tom yeah, Hardy where yeah. they were almost like brothers. Well, right. they were brothers. They were. And that one was handled even better, I thought, because the way they kind of worked it out. But right. they had that scene towards the end where they're talking about it and like, that's it? Yeah. Eh, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Okay, well. Okay, we're fine. We're good. That, that felt a little soft to me. So. Yeah. All right. We're on, we're on basically the same page here. Rated PG-13. It is, yeah. Right? And it is titled Creed 3. Only in theaters. Only in theaters. Good for them. Yeah. And then eventually, as... The heavens intended. Right. It shall go to streaming. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's go to, <laughs> to our, our movie news. Here we go. Not just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news. Action. On the KSL Movie Show. I didn't know there was such brouhaha that was going on around uh, Super Mario Brothers. And apparently because they chose uh, Chris Pratt... 
to be the the voice. A lot of the hardcore fans. Was he supposed to be Italian? Yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, they're they're just going. I mean, but he's an actor. That's what actors do. Yeah, but I can't wait to hear his Italian like, accent. Kind of like your dialogue, you know, and your accents that all sound like Liam Neeson. You know, it's kind of the same thing. So, anyway, so fans are wondering, you know, why they didn't go back to the Nintendo icon. And I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Charles, it's either Martinet or Martinet. I'm not quite sure. I have no idea. Yeah, we, we have no idea. Was so he the original voice? Or yeah, he did everything as far back as 1992. Yeah, but he's and, no Chris Pratt. And they're going, why wasn't he brought back? I mean, but these, these are the diehards. So anyway, Chris Pratt is going to be the voice of the beloved video game hero. Nintendo uh, allegedly is totally on board with this. They're going, no, 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 this is good. And for the royalties they're making, I'm sure I'd be good too. Super Mario Brothers movie scheduled for release in the U.S. of a on April seventh, twenty twenty three. Yes. Yes. What have you got, Steve? What in the world is happening with Star Trek Four? Chris Pine recently was asked, and he said, "I have no idea." No idea. I'm just starring in it. Uh, but the franchise producer, J.J. Abrams, says the script is in a good place. Well, can we bring it out and do something <laughs> it's with it? It's in a good place. Does that mean the vault? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Because I will say it's the first time since the original reboot, uh-huh. not the original original, yeah. that we have had a story that feels as compelling as the first one. However, last September, Paramount announced it was moving Star Trek Four off of its release calendar. Well, that ain't good. No. no. So we haven't had a Star Trek movie since 2016. So, wow. come on. Okay, come on. Let's do this. Warner Brothers Discovery uh, has, uh, this is fleshing out a little bit what you dropped on us a week or so ago. The fact that there are those who want to, I mean, this is almost sacred territory for some people. The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and everything. Mm. Well, apparently, I mean, they are just unabashed. They want to transform the saga of Middle-earth into a Star Wars-style franchise. It's a multi-year deal made between Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, and the Embracer Group. And Warner Brothers... They, they're just making, you know, no bones about it. They want to do everything. They want to do sequels. They want to do prequels. They want to do spinoffs of the characters and everything else. And so it's been two decades since Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings trilogy came to that two epic conclusion. I know, isn't that just crazy? I mean, oh it's, it's just nuts. But I'll tell you, Tolkien fans are just kind of holding their breath on this and go, oh, please don't ruin this. They're going to. Yeah, probably. You know, And even if they hit one, there's going to be a couple where you go, are you kidding me? They're doing this to that character? And what is the son of Gandalf? I mean, what are we doing, you know? The only ray of sunshine in this story is yes. that is that uh, Peter Jackson is still somehow in the loop. Right, right. And they say that they're bouncing things off him and, and so on. He goes, I so, don't like that. Never mind. Anyway, so The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power Season 2 will have eight episodes and is expected to premiere in 2024 on the streaming service Amazon Prime. Hmm. There yeah. you go. John Williams celebrated his 91st birthday um, last month, but he hasn't slowed down a bit. The five-time Oscar winner, by the way, 53 nominations. Isn't that incredible? Unbelievable. He's currently nominated for The Fablemans. He's done 29 films with Spielberg. Three of his 
five Oscars come from Spielberg movies. Right. Jaws, E.T., Schindler's List. He just finished recording the score for Indy 5, Dial of Destiny, which features, get this, more than an hour and a half of music. Wow. He says wow. he's even written a special theme for Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, Helena Shaw, and he's playing it in various concerts around the country. He's played it in L.A. recently, and apparently he's really fond of this new theme song for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. He says, my favorite part of the new movie, the Hepburn-Tracy bickering between Harrison and Phoebe. Cool. I can't wait. Cool. Yeah. Uh, John Williams, it, I, when I think of his scores and his music, it is, and it always reminds me, I've told the story before about what Henry Mancini told me, that the movie scores of the 20th century are kind of our classical music. Oh, yeah. And you think that is absolutely true. You know, like what was happening in the 17th, 18th, and 19th century, what happened in the 20th century. I mean, everybody from Bernstein to Copeland to Gershwin to you and John Williams oh. and so many, Danny Elfman. I mean, it just goes on and on. And when you see now symphonies that are performing, not even just as a score, although they're doing that as well, but they're performing performing parts of it in regular symphony, you know. Well, in fact, he mentioned that his concert schedule for this year yeah. is Berlin, is, you know, Manila. Yeah. All of the orchestras are playing his music to massive audiences. Right. So Incredible. Good All on. right. Anything else in movie news? Uh, one other thought. Spielberg, what do you think? Is he, this really a thought? It's a thought. Is this an original thought? Steve? No, not an no. original at all. <laughs> what do you think is Spielberg's? idea of a perfect movie that he has made what do you think his idea Ooh, of a perfect movie of, that he's of a made. movie that he's made that he wouldn't be 1941 uh, no. <laughs> no it wouldn't be that one no schindler's list i that would have been my guess too et extraterrestrial e. he really? says that movie i watch over and over i can watch it there's a couple things I probably would have done differently, but to me that is as close to a wow. perfect movie as I've made. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I, I, E.T. Yeah. Wow. Okay. One of the Fablemans. No. No. Okay. On, Although he did cry when he saw Paul Dano and Michelle oh, yeah. Williams come out dressed like his parents. Yeah. He said he just broke down in tears. You know, I've seen some things with Spielberg where he is, you know, he, he just so naturally gets emotional. Yeah. Which is, is pretty cool. You know, yeah. It's nice to see the real director. deal. All right. On that note, let's take a brief respite. We shall come back and review another movie. <laughs> oh, come on. The corn. Children of the corn. Are we, are we going to trash that? Uh, no. No. Nah. No. I suspect we shall. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. Okay, Stephen, let's get a little sound from a movie called Children of the Corn. Here we go. I know it sucks so hard sometimes you can hardly breathe, but I can help with your pain. Brace yourself. He who walks, he talked to me. He took care. So now I'm going to take care of him. Like killing all the adults. For starters. <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, D caught up on uh, D and I. I hadn't seen Children of the Corn for a million years. Oh yeah, we watched it. You know, and it's 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 cool, but it's yeah. creepy. Well, and Linda yeah. Hamilton, a little dated, but you know, hey, it's 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 cool. What did they do to the movie this time? Well, instead of a religious zealot situation, <laughs> it is a toxic environmental situation. The corn uh-huh. has been so you know pesticided to death that they it's killing all the corn 
and the people in the town are like, well, I guess we better come up with something else. And they're like, hey, no, this is our... And the children, you know, like, we don't get a vote, but doggone it, the corn needs to be saved. Golly gee and willikers. here's why, because yes. this little girl named Eden, who yeah. is, by the way, the best thing about this movie, she's like a 12, 13-year-old girl. She is de- delightfully evil, as she is now buddies with He Who Walks. And, of course, now our, yeah. our effects are a lot better, so we can actually do it, you know, a bunch of weeds coming up and that. Um, so they want to kill all the adults, which seems odd. Um, who's going to feed you little brats? The corn is dead, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's a stupid. It's a stupid movie. It, it, this guy has remade some other. I think he did Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Called it Texas Chainsaw Picnic or some stupid. So he loves going back and kind of reliving these, but he does them badly. Oh, and this no. one might be one of the worst. Although, Little Eden, played by Katie Moyer, I'm not going to badmouth her because she's good. Okay. And this was shot, I think it was shot in Australia, but it's still supposed to be Nebraska. Okay. Children of the Corn. <laughs> C minus. C minus. C minus, yeah. Wow, that's almost down to your coveted D. Yeah, I know. And the D plus is saved for movies that are so bad that they're actually funny and Funny, good. yeah. This so. one just just hurts. So this is almost limbo as low as you can go. And, you know, and not feel like, I mean, it's still okay. a little bit scary, but, you know, come on. PG-13 or R? Oh, it's R. R, 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 R. Okay, Children of the Corn. How do we see this classic? It's in theaters. Theaters. All over. Oh, thank heaven. Well, maybe just Megaplex. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, we'll check with Jeff the Whipple, who will be joining us next from the Great, I just trashed his movie. I know, you just, he's... He has his ways of getting revenge. The Movie Show. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. On KSL News Radio. Oh, did he say donut? <laughs> wow. What are you, Pavlov's dog, all of a sudden? Well, all of a sudden I'm realizing that, hey, we've got lots of KSL leftover Halloween candy here. Yeah, but no nothing donuts. says. <laughs> with the free thing. <laughs> the three things that's the three things are donut, donut, and apple fritter. Am I right or am I right? You had me at apple fritter. <laughs> yeah, you had you at apple fritter. Hey, speaking of the movie show and everything that just fits in beautifully on the movie show, we have a very special guest with us today. Oh, Jeff the Whipple. It's by the way, it's Glenn. Just in no, case it's you're wondering. The, he's, you know, Jeff, have, have you changed it officially on your birth certificate yet? You know, you can do that. Well, you know, the, the attorney is still working on the paperwork. These things take so much time. But uh, I know. I know. And, you know. I, I, I must w- confess, I was, I, I was greeted at church the other day by Jeff D. Whipple. It was, it was delightful. So, so like the Megan audience the is almost Stallion. doubled here. To, yes. <laughs> yeah, I can just see. Next, we'll be hearing from Brother Jeff the Whipple. T H E E. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, T H. Well, <laughs> Gustavo, on on my rundown. Look at this. Get Jeff oh. the capital T H E E Whipple. I even like that better. Yeah, well, it's I'm going to have to amend the uh, application with the attorney. I guess <laughs> exactly. You know, just throw in an extra E there, and it kind of puts you in a whole different status. Jeff, it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was on Movie News that I was uh, I was telling Stephen. To, to guess how many different formats it took to show Avatar, 
around the world and get the kind of exposure that they wanted and needed oh, and everything else. Now that changes everything. Yeah, well, you know, and, and so all of a sudden when it was well over 1,000, wasn't it like uh, th- 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 1,068 different formats or something? Or, it was something like that. And but when you stop and think about it, first of all, there'd be a lot of dubbing. There'd be a lot of you know different Lots subtitles sure. and different. So just just accommodating the languages, but a lot of that number actually was in the different formats, and all of the ways it's shown. And you know, and I I was telling Steve a little earlier. I don't know if you've listened to the whole show today, but I said you know I can flat guarantee that the Prairie Theater in Ogallala, Nebraska, they offer one format lucky to get that of avatar and it's 2d one speaker (laughs) something like that (laughs) but but it got us wondering jeff for the megaplex theaters with your you know gazillions of screens now i've i've totally lost track well over 100 i know what is it what what is the number of screens 173 screens five imax one platinum x soon to be two uh yeah a lot of different screen counts across 15 locations in utah The one, the one location in Nevada. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot to choose from. <laughs> Boy, no kidding. And you know, we, I, I was thinking, just the, the, the digital and the Atmos, the Dolby, the 2D, the 3D, the IMAX, everything you've mentioned. Have you guys ever just added up on a calculator how many formats you offer of like a movie like Avatar that kind of is full bore? that you offer out there? We, we have. We, we actually keep track of it. The other fascinating part is you think about how many movies are released every, every year, and it's, it's hundreds. And so yeah. the team here is doing just an incredible job of managing all of these technologies coming back and forth. When we were hosting Sundance, we were rotating through dozens of films every day through our gateway location. So, I, Steve, I think earlier estimated between eight and twelve different formats. I, I think I think we've got you beat by that number a little bit. I lost count going north of fifty different variations. I, I, I got up to fifty-seven for different language, uh, digital quality, digital aspect ratio, sound formats. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Uh, not only that, but but to make it accommodating for every guest, our, our ADA formats that also have to be programmed separately. Wow! Um, it really does get get into some pretty dynamic and, and dramatic numbers. Not to, not to get too far into the weeds, but people don't understand fully how tricky it is to hopefully meet or exceed that expectation when they walk into a film and want it to be perfect you know, when when they get into the auditorium. Well, you know, when when I was thinking about it, and and it just popped into my head, it it wasn't planned or anything. I I just was musing. I wonder how many, with all of their screens and all of the different formats, how many different formats for a movie like Avatar or whatever it might be, would be employed at the Megaplex theaters. And I knew it had to be really, really high. And you know, I hadn't really thought about all those challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that when you know you you get the f- yeah back in the day. I remember it was a big deal, you know, like the Parkview Drive-In. The Parkview Drive-In could offer 35 millimeter. They could play, do the cinemascope and all that kind of stuff, and that was with a le- lens change. But they also, those those old uh, Bauer projectors there, you could resocket them and everything, and you could run 70 millimeter magnetic mm-hmm. 
you know, on it. And that, and, and that was pretty much state of the art. And then, of course, up at the villa, they could run Cinerama as well. And I think of where we are today, it, Jeff, it is just almost unimaginable. You know, here's, here's a, a weird question. You know, and especially with Sundance and some of the artsy stuff and the local that you do and so on, is is there even a living, breathing, analog, traditional film projector in in existence today at any of your hundred and seventy some odd screens? We we actually keep two up and running. One one at Gateway, at least I think last I checked, it was still there, and one here at Jordan Commons. The, the Miller family. Larry loved the movie film Field of Dreams with Kevin yeah. Costner. Yeah. It was his favorite film, so he actually he actually purchased his own print, a thirty five millimeter print, and we have that stored in in a very nice t- climate controlled room to preserve that film copy um, and a projector to run that and any other film that comes through. There are a few directors that still like to to display film, you know, in traditional film format, but the the digital versus film. You think about what has advanced with digital quality, you can go see a film on opening night and have the exact same experience a hundred days later with digital yeah. sound and picture where the film themselves would degrade over time. They'd get the scratches, they'd get cuts, they'd get the audio would get mixed up. So the fact that we can, we can replicate that same experience whenever you see the film and we were, we're getting all these classic films digitally remastered so that that experience is great. It's it's phenomenal, but it, it's all harder than it looks. Kudos yeah, to our it, team that keeps track it, of it all. It really is amazing, and I've I've wondered that because you know I'm kind of a buff on this because of, you know my dad was a projectionist at the Woodland, and for well he's actually the the electrician, but occasionally he'd run the projectors at the Woodland and the Parkview Drive-in, and. Oh my goodness, you know, I, I, I've wondered if there would ever be that deal. Because back in the day at KSL, we were playing vinyl records. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were playing things off magnetic tape. And then you look at how many artists now, including Brian Wilson, Taylor Swift, and so on, who, who just crave that, you know, analog sound of vinyl. And you you wonder if it'll ever, you know, and it'll and if it does, it, it won't be back to the old days it will just be for certain aficionados but jeff you mentioned that there are a couple of filmmakers i was reading an article and i wish i could remember the who the well, tarantino is one of them yeah it might have been yeah. tarantino who just really loves the look and the feel still on film and but man you know to, to maintain those old beasts and it's it's a trick so much so much of film history is being lost because the film degrades and so some some purists are actually going through and sort of doing an artificial aging of the film in a digital format to get that sense. You, you think of sepia tone, that, yeah. that haze, you know, earth tone color that's put over films, classic and westerns. And even when they do that now, even if it's a cartoon, they're doing it digitally. But there, right. there are so many fun things to, to think about. I mean, when we walked through the gateway during our reconstruction, we we showed you the the sprockets that we put in the in the top of the walls as we yeah. run the old film chain from from auditorium to auditorium from projection pr- to projector and people would laugh at you know a movie starting at 1201 and then the next auditorium starting at 1207 and it's yeah. because it took 6 minutes from one film frame to get from <laughs> one projector to the other down the hall yeah and thankfully yeah. now we can do that all di- electronically and it, that's that's so because right here on the movie show 
in the now, what is it, 24-year history of the Megaplex theaters almost. You know, we, we saw all that. And so it's it's not, we're not talking the old, old, old days. Yeah. It's it's amazing how, how quickly things have changed. Jeff, before we tie you up anymore, you know, for a, a lengthy period of time, we'd love to have you on for the whole show here to just chat about the, the good old stuff. But tell us what you're looking forward to at the Megaplex theaters in the next little while. Oh, the, the pipeline, Hollywood is back in business, and there are some great, great films. I am not yet permitted to speak of some, but there are some fun titles on the horizon. Uh, so we've got uh, Creed this weekend, Shazam! Fury of the Gods is coming, 65 is coming, John Wick Chapter 4, Dungeons and Dragons, Air, the story of the backstory of Michael Jordan's relationship with Nike. Um, there, there's just some incredible films in the pipeline um, we're looking forward to Mission Impossible coming out. Yeah. Thinking about how filmmakers make these films and how they designed to be seen, how they're designed to be seen in theaters. You think of what Tom Cruise does for his stunt work. There's that sequence of him riding a motorcycle off a cliff, and they did it over and over again with real IMAX cameras so that that experience could be as as immersive as possible. And and it just it brings chills because we we really love what we get to do for people. Yeah, you know we we talked about that stunt, and you know when when he did it once, and everybody's just holding their breath. Can you imagine the insurance companies <laughs> are going crazy, the filmmakers <laughs> are going crazy, and it was just fine. And they went, <sighs> and and uh, a state of the art motorcycle bites the dust mm-hmm. in that, and he comes back and goes, yeah, that, uh, but let's do it again. Didn't and then they let's do, do it like it six, t- seven how, times. How many times was it, Jeff, that they did that? I, show? Seven or. Seven or eight. He, yeah, the second time he said, I think I can hold on to the bike a little longer just so he gets a better shot. I mean, for, for Top Gun, you, you think of what these, what these filmmakers do, what these actors do to, to create these performances yeah. and put us right in the, in the middle of it. It's, it's incredible. It is. It, Jeff, I so appreciate you joining us, but I'm sure that you uh, are, are just dying to give everybody an update on the Eureka Microplex. So uh, what, what, what's happening on that? You know, with our state of the, uh, uh, oh, I, I don't know. Oh, he's oh. going into a tunnel. Uh oh, uh oh, we're losing the connection oh, here. Look with at, oh, look at the time. Oh, oh look, at, look the time. at the time. <laughs> Jeff the Whipple joining us here on the movie show diplomatically. Exiting. Yeah, very beautifully done. Jeff the Whipple. You know, we we love the association we have with all you guys at the Megaplex theaters, and uh, we'll be chatting again soon. Take care, gentlemen. Hey, thank you, oh, Jeff. Oh, now his mic works. Je- oh, yeah. All of a sudden, that 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 connection miracle. just cleared up. It's, it's a miracle. It's a movie show miracle. Jeff the Whipple, the vice president of advertising, marketing, and PR at the Megaplex Theaters. It's the world famous KSL Movie Show on KSL News Radio. Do you suppose we're really world famous, Stephen? You know, you do have to put your headset on because the microphone's attached to that. There, there we go. Are we? Are we? Huh? <laughs> Hello. Where am I? Says... I don't want to be on the air when I kill you. <laughs> what was that? Was that a confession? I haven't done it yet. You know, there's premeditation. You need to consider that. Oh, for years. Oh, <laughs> for years you've considered it. Stephen, should we review yet another? How about if we do one of your uh, streaming? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. How about if we talk about Mandalorian? Love to. Okay, now I'm not sure if we have any sound. 
on the man. No, we don't have sound on the Mandalorian. Oh, Steve's in mourning now. Oh, Gustavo. Man. Okay. Steve is going to weep right here in front of our 25 listeners. No, I'm not, because the, the first episode of season three is really pretty spectacular. Really? Okay. In fact, I swear they must have shot this, either got some kind of footage of Lake Powell, because they're having a, a, a little ritual where the young boy, you know, once they put on the helmet, they don't take it off. Yeah. They're not supposed to, and which always seems weird to me. That's kind of weird. How do you brush your teeth or wash your hair or any of that kind of stuff? Anyway, Car wash. You can't take it off. And this kid is getting the ritual thing, and all of a sudden this massive, I mean like 10-story tall crocodile comes out of the water, Lake Powell. Is it, it looks like Lake Powell. Is this like... The mega, except it's a crocodile. Oh, it, yeah, but it's all you know, yeah. ancient and thorny and yeah, yeah, gross looking, and it's attacking everybody on the beach and you know, oh no, oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, Mando comes flying in with Grogu. Grogu is back with him, even though that's the baby Yoda. Yeah, and they're pow pow pow, and they're <laughs> everywhere. I wish people that, could what see what we're seeing. Start. You're only hearing this. We are watching the replay here. I know. I'm very animated about this show. And so the point is that he took off his helmet once. Uh oh. And that is not the way. That ain't the way. That is not the way. Does that mess with the force or something? Well, it, it, there's a little clause in their little creed that says if you go to the waters beneath the mines of Mandalore, you can be cleansed and be accepted as a Mandalorian because right now he is not wow like dude sorry he's still on probation yeah the problem is they blew up all the mines on Mandalore so he's like how am I going to find the waters under the mines of Mandalore well that's the mission they're on wow and uh, Grogu the little Yoda dude he's still you know he's still a baby kind of learning stuff and he's kind of a little you know a little pest to be honest he gets in a little trouble and what's not once in a while and it's it's a cute little setup, and I think that they've kind of gotten to a comfortable, this, we're so cool. And also, Apollo Creed is in this movie. Really? I mean, not Apollo the Creed. Car- yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Michael B. Jordan? No, no, the the dad. Oh, the dad? Yeah. Dad Creed. Yeah. He's like the a, Creed. He's like the arch lord of some planet thing, and they're... <laughs> They're going there to. They've got to get some stuff to figure out what they're how they're going to get to the mines of Mandalore. See, I miss that. It was Apollo, not Adonis. Yes, See, that's I, right. Apollo was the papa. Yep. What is his name? I, I can't remember the it's the actor's Jackson, name. Something Jackson, isn't it? No, uh, I don't. That no. was Action Jackson. Somebody's going. Gustavo's going to bail us out here. Idiots! It's he, he's. Mm, I know. It's I know. Anyway, it's a good start. Okay, <laughs> we woke Gustavo up. Oh. We're looking for the actor that played Apollo Creed. And neither Steve nor I can. Boot. It's right on the tip. It's right on the tip. It's it's even closer. It's it's spilling out of my mouth Sometimes right now. Sometimes if I look away, it'll come to me. I but know. Anyway, he's in it, and it's cool, and I'm looking forward to that Mandalorian uh, episode one. Now these are going to be on Wednesdays. Now they're going to premiere each Wednesday. So. Uh huh. That's it. There Carl we go. Weathers. Carl Good Weathers. Grief. Uh, Sorry, Mr. Weathers, you're yeah, awesome. Sorry, and f- for all of our three fans out there that are going, what a bunch of idiots. They couldn't remember Carl Weathers. Are you kidding Click. Me? Click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, d- but but come back because we, we'll have fans. We'll have more stuff. We'll have more stuff. and We'll, we'll promise to remember their names. Not be quite such a disappointment to you. Okay, there you have it. We're halfway through the movie show, Steve. We still have a lot of territory to cover. Yes, we do. We do. So Operation <laughs> Fortune, we got that coming up. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Operation, if you're a Jason Statham fan. Oh, and you know, if you're a Hugh, Jack, uh, Hugh Grant fan. Hugh Grant and uh, what, what her name? Aubrey Plaza. From the White Lotus. And she's, she's she was on Saturday Night Live just uh, a while back. Yeah, she hosted. Yeah, so much. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Movie show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done on KSL News Radio. Oh, that hurts. Now, see, we get Stallone in here. As a matter of fact, the Utah Film Critics Association, the cadre of critics, several years ago. Oh yeah. You know, we had him as best supporting actor, right? What was the movie though? I, I'm trying to remember. Was it one of the which movie? Was? Anyway, we actually heard from Stallone. Oh, yeah. He was, like, thrilled that we... Yeah. He, did we actually pick him as the Yeah, we best did. Supporter? We picked him, you know? Normally, we're... It wasn't Copland, was it? No, no, no. I don't think it was Copland. It wasn't that long ago. But, you know, normally, honestly, the cadre gets a little into the, you know, artsy weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> what you're trying to should say. I, I, did, I, did I put that delicately? So Evian for everyone. But this one, we just... Evian <laughs> for caviar. But we, we actually kind of went earthy on that one. And yeah. We got the notice of Sly Stallone on that. Steve, I think it's time for a little streaming news. Oh, yes. So yes, here we go. Yes, do we have a theme for streaming news? I think we do. do we? Yeah, we do. Planning on a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Duck and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. Yeah, it's wasn't the movie quite show sure. streaming reviews on KSL yeah, News sure. Radio. If we had talking, the new by the way, one, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, see, these are all new. I'm used to the old breakpoints. You know, I'm an, I'm an old dog. That's why you're in the dog house. That's why I'm in the dog house. But, you know, we used to have an HR person at KSL, just absolutely beloved. But she was from a part of the world where it was much easier for her to call me dog. Oh, I know who you're talking dog, about. Dog, right. Dog. Yeah. And she would come up and go, dog, you need to use your trip on vacation time. <laughs> <laughs> and so there you go. All right. So, Stephen. Sir. Streaming news. You, yes. kick, you kick off. Okay. Uh, Agent Elvis. Have Agent you heard of this? Elvis. What? Don't Not get that Not the Elvis. Elvis. Oh, yeah. This is the Elvis? Well, yeah. It's Agent Elvis. It's a TVMA uh-huh. animated series coming to Netflix in just a couple of weeks. Okay. March 17th. Matthew McConaughey will voice <laughs> the king. Looking. Christina uh, Hendricks is in it. Simon Pegg, Gary Cole, Simon Don Pegg. I love Cheadle, Simon Pegg. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, and Priscilla Presley. Wow, is going to do the voice of Priscilla Presley. Can you imagine if you were doing a, a live action movie and had that lineup? What that would cost you? Oh, I mean, you know, and and almost all actors. Lo- I would love to. I'm, I'm just a radio geek, but I mean, wouldn't it be fun? We've talked about this before to to do an animated character. Oh, that to, would be just it would, it would be so much fun. Yes, absolutely. So, what the story is? He's trading in his jumpsuit for a jetpack <laughs> mm. as he joins a super secret 
government agent. You remember he didn't he have a badge? He was like a federal marshal at one point. Oh yeah, I think he was like an honorary colonel or yeah, something. Yeah, something crazy. Uh, starts March seventeenth. It is a series, so it's, uh, it'll be and it kind of if you've seen or heard of Archer, it yeah, has that okay. kind of a. It, it's going to be sassy. And Ooh. there's going to be language, and there's going to be blood. Blood. Blood everywhere. Speaking of blood, I saw the trailer for the first time for the uh, Renfield movie. Ooh. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> when Nicolas Cage shows up and you see him, it you just want to laugh. You know, I just read the other, yesterday that he said he wants to do another Dracula movie because he didn't get to get into the character. Well, he's trying to be much. Christopher Lee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's his, that's his, that's his uh, favorite Dracula. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about Robert De Niro. He has set up uh, his first starring role in a TV series Whoa. on Netflix. I thought for sure this is going to be another Taylor Sheridan. Netflix. Yeah, that's right. Can, can you like, imagine? He's got every I mean, star. He's got Stallone, Costner. He's got Harrison Ford, Helen Merrim. I mean, yeah. good grief. Unbelievable. No, the uh, the Netflix company announced that De Niro is attached to star in a new limited series for Please the streaming. Please be a mob movie. What's no? that? Is it a mob thing? It's called Zero Day, created by Eric Newman and Noah Oppenheim, the drama series which will consist of six episodes. And apparently, you know, it's described as a conspiracy thriller series. Hmm. Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> For you Spanish-speaking. I don't know where that came from. Netflix has released the uh, logline for the show, which is as follows. You know, well, I'm not going to go through all the details, but Zero Day uh, does not yet have a premiere date. And it's not really clear when it will start filming. But Robert Robert De Niro is apparently on board. Okay, my daughter and I watched the last three or four. Now, I know Shrinking is like an every week episode thing. I'm really loving Shrinking. It is so funny. We watched the rest of it. And speaking of Harrison Ford, he is amazing in this movie. This is a kind of a little sassy thing with with Jason Segel, but Jessica Williams is amazing in this. We just finished watching the whole thing, and it is so good. It gets better as it goes along. Yeah. So shrinking. If you haven't seen it on Apple TV Plus, check it out. It is it is really unique. Oh, I mean, it it truly is. But it, you're going to see Harrison Ford in a light that you've never seen. Before. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just a well. He is still a curmudgeon. But I'm just to the point where he's he's dealing with his daughter on an issue that they're dealing with. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you're getting close. Yeah. So you're, that's you're a couple away. That's where we are right now. Okay. The headline on this Peter Pan and Wendy trailer reveals the Disney Plus live action remake. Remake. Uh, the Return to Neverland. You're trying to tell me to put the no, dentures back no, in. No, itching. Okay, they're going back to Neverland, and this is the latest Disney live-action remake, Peter Pan and Wendy, and the first trailer has been unveiled. I have not seen it. Have I you? have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Alexander, is it Maloney? And uh, uh, it will be Peter Pan. Okay. I always wonder if I see a name. Is it Maloney or is it Maloney? And then we have Ever Anderson, who will be Wendy Darling. Jude Law will be Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. And they're all set to land on the streaming service in April. And it's April 28th, to be exact. The comedian, what's his name? Shoot, I'm going to screw this up, too. Jim Gaffigan is Smee. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But here, have you heard the controversy? They have a young woman who's who's part Iranian, 
part African American yeah. will be playing Tinkerbell. So what? And they're having a nervous breakdown. So what? People stop. Oh, we got to stop grief. doing this. So what? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, yes. April 14th. We have been a long time now without Maisel. Yes, this is the fifth and final season yep. of Mrs. Maisel. And The Consultant. If you have not seen The Consultant and you like Christoph Waltz, prime video, eight episodes, he he plays a character that's it's sinister i I don't want to give anything away because once you kind of peel back this onion you realize who is this guy he is an amazing actor and he is one of those like in uh in glorious bastards yeah he's that nazi who goes to the dairy farm right and he is just playing with them you know that's exactly what he does in this series and Django unchained Man, oh, man. I know, oh, but man. he's so charming. Yeah, and the and the things that he does well, in this movie are drips. gets people to do. Yeah, in the consultant is brilliant. His charm really does just drip. Which you and see, you go, this. oh man. Okay, all right. Uh, here's another one. The second season of the hit thriller series, The Night Manager is now in works, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Tom Hiddleston will be back uh, as the lead protagonist. Jonathan will Hugh Laurie be back? I don't one? know. I didn't. You know, in the article, I didn't see that. Uh, the first season was back in 2016. It will begin filming a little later on this year. So, Night Manager Season 2 in the works at Amazon. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got. That's it? That's it. Okay. On that note, then, let's take a brief respite. Oh, ooh, I forgot ooh, one. Ooh, 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 ooh. Poker face. Poker face. Oh, yeah. The last the last episode, I think it's the 10th episode, is with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. This is the by far the most dramatic of all of the so far. Yeah. It's been kind of funny and cheeky and whatever. Yeah. No, this one is full-on holy mackerel. You know, oh, and, and couple- Stephanie Sue, Sue... From everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. in it. Oh, wow. You know, the one thing that I've noticed is the, the original threat. Yeah. You know, back in the casino. Yeah. You know, and, and her being kind of haunted. And it's a thread that I've noticed the thread gets a little thin in some places. Well, it's back. Go, the thread is back. The thread is back. And I listened to the voice of the dad. Mm-hmm. Have you figured out who that is? Oh, it seems to me I read somewhere who that is. Well, it, I, I'm pretty good at picking up yeah. um, people's... You know, it's Liam Neeson, isn't it? No, it's. <laughs> Why are you still alive? I don't get it. I don't know either. I think it's Ron Perlman. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I wow. think it's him. Okay. Because that voice, I, I closed my eyes, played it back, and I was like, "That's him." And did it in slow motion. No, and analyzed it, it on slow. the computer. And, oh no! You know, broke out the prayer rug, prayed about it. And but the so. the guy that's been following her, yeah. Benjamin Bratt, he's in it. Too. He's in it. Yeah. He, I, I'm surprised how sinister he can be. Oh, because we, we've seen him in kind of buddy cop movies and you know miscongeniality yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, so. he's no sweetheart in this. No series. sweetheart in this. But one. she is oh, Natasha Leone. Isn't she just addictive? She is adorably crazy. And I love it when she just all of a sudden is listening to something and she gets that look on her face and goes BS. You know? Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. she doesn't that's, say BS. Yeah, that's yeah. what the show should have been called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which show, ours or hers? The movie show. Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the actor. <laughs> On KSL News Radio. 
It is 11.07 here on the movie show at KSL News Radio. And, uh, you know, and instead of uh, having D's quirky picks, she unfortunately has a real cold. Now, yeah. it has not stopped her from texting me. <laughs> Her fingers are working. Yeah, her fingers are are working just fine. But did she send you her quickie picks? I want no. She's, what did you she's saving it for week? next week. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But you know, we've she's she's had several, including an older movie and different things. So something she, British. She was prepared. Something yeah, blue. something British. But I want to take this opportunity because it was on this date in 1980. I call this our real anniversary. This is the day I met Dee. Oh. And uh, she was being uh, taken around KSL. She had just come up from the Osmond Studios, and she had worked for the Disney Studios and a little radio station back in uh, in Trenton, Missouri, and so on. And uh, But she had come to work at KSL, and our HR director was taking her around and introducing her. So this is the day that I met my wife, Dee. Oh. So this is our real anniversary, March 3rd, 1980. So... Uh, D, if you are out there, that's uh, about the best day of my life. Well, now you just make me start crying here. <laughs> With your one good eye? Both both <laughs> bad both, eyes. Both bad eyes, yeah. So anyway, oh, there you go. That's very sweet. So she's pro- just probably taking this day off and celebrating away from me. What, what do you want? That's, yes. what I'm, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> it's probably just a ruse that you know she lost her voice. But anyway, happy anniversary, D. Yeah, that's cute. All right, now. Uh, let's get down to the important stuff. Okay. As if that wasn't important, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so it's time, ladies and gentlemen, oh. for the top ten. Here we go. Ten, nine. The KSL Movie Show. Top ten. Five, four, Listen for the goat. Three, two, one. I don't know why that just cracks me up. It's funny. But, you know. So you're not going to do the... <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know. What, is they wouldn't pay you enough? Or? Well, you know, no. It was just a... Just, I just thought maybe it's time to turn it over to the goat. Huh. What do you think? The greatest of all time or just I a real goat? I haven't noticed there are any protesters. Well, they're coming. <laughs> yeah, I can't what, believe I'm actually lobbying for it. That's You're cool. lobbying for the return of the big announcer voice? Maybe. Maybe. Let me think it through. Are you going to weep over this, too? No. Okay. No. All right. The movie show top ten. Feel the lady in. Who? Remember the lady in um, uh, League of Their Own? He's like, are you crying? Are you crying? No. No. I'm not crying. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Okay. So it's time for the movie show top ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services. Boy, what a great time. Wow, are they amazing. Yeah, they, you know, they truly are. They, no, I'm not kidding. They're just really, really, really good folks. And I can't tell you, they've, they've taken care of Dee and myself in two different homes. Mm. They've taken care of, uh, and actually, my mom and have taken care of us in Eureka. I mean, these guys have tackled about everything you can imagine, including your predicament. Save me. Which was off the charts. So, anyway, call Climate Services up there in Centerville. So, here are the top ten movies this week. A Man Called Otto. As a matter of fact, uh, Scott sent me a, a text this past week and said, Hey, have you seen any good movies? And what about A Man? I really, and I wrote him back. I said, A Man Called Otto. 
it, it is well worth seeing. Yep. And it's made about $63 million uh, domestically. The international numbers on that, Stephen? Another 41. So it just went over the $104 million mark. Yeah. And Missing. This is another little movie that normally, if you had described this movie to me, I would go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm not too into those kind of movies where, you know, a computer screen is on the screen a lot of that the time. That usually drives me nuts. But this was done very well, and it is a nail-biter. I mean, just a white knuckler. And it's made about $32 million in its six weeks. I'm surprised it hasn't made a little more than that internationally. Uh, not much. Another $5 million, so we're at 37 Okay, knock at the cabin. You know, we've kind of gone the rounds on this, and we don't disagree. But, you know, on one time I think, well, no, that, the other times, I don't know. This movie... M. Night Shyamalan either nails it for me, or I just kind of go, oh, really? Or I hate it. And well, the problem with M. Night is his third act. He always, now that he's done The Fifth Sense, which had the greatest third act sixth, of all time. Sixth, sixth Sense. sense. You, you that lost was one sense. off. Yeah, we're, that was the prequel. <laughs> we always lose a little sense on this movie show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his, he's always worried to death about getting that third act right, and yeah. he didn't. He sold out. Yeah. <clears throat> See, I, I, I really like Signs. Yeah. I, I mean, the sixth sense and the fifth sense, I'm sure, would have been good, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not Keep that it up. I, not that I've ever done that. No. And But oh, I think of The Village. And The Village started off, I thought, kind of cool. Yeah, most of his movies but do. It crashed and burned. Like Old. Wasn't old? It? Oh, yeah, yeah, where they're out on the, the island. island and yeah. the, but I, I don't know. So anyway, knock at the cabin. Uh, 80 for Brady. Apparently, D and I and several others are in the minority on this. I really dislike this movie. I was really disappointed by it. But, you know, for a simple little movie, it's made about uh, $38 million. And any international numbers on that? Nope. Not a one. Well, then it ain't doing as good as I thought. Magic Mike's Last Dance, let's just all pray. It is the last dance, and they do the final call on this one. You know, it's it's 1 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock mountain time. It's time to shut this puppy down. <laughs> I like the gymnastics on the window. Oh, oh, oh that man. That wild. Holy cow. But, but it's it's... Now, this one is equally loved internationally. So 24 domestic, 25 foreign. Mm. So there Whoopee. you go. Uh, Puss in Boots, on the other hand, uh, 10 weeks in the top 10, and it's made about $175 million domestically. International numbers? Another 270. So we're at 444. Wow. Wow. $444 million. Yeah, this is pretty cool. That's pr- that's pretty darn good for an animated movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Avatar. We keep talking about Avatar. Oh, my goodness. Jeff the Whipple, the Whipple, who was with us earlier, talked about how many different formats this shows, even in the Megaplex theaters. Yeah. I mean, holy cow, but, uh, I mean, we're talking, what is it, about $667 million domestically, 11 weeks in the top 10? $1.6 billion foreign. We're at $2.268 billion. Wow. Currently number three all time yeah. worldwide. Uh, we talked about this movie last week. I have to admit, I really kind of like this movie. I like the fact that it wasn't ramming a particular or a particular type of religion down my throat, but... It dealt with it, and it dealt with the Jesus Revolution of the 1970s, where, I mean, there were so many rock and roll hits. You know, Jesus is just all right. 
by me day by day all kinds of songs oh yeah were out there and they weren't just you know little fringy songs they were in Casey Kasem's top 10 and really doing well and uh Kelsey Grammer stars as a preacher in this yeah, uh, that's the only part that and and but you know his congregation is fading and aging and all of a sudden, when they open the door to the freaks, you know, the long-haired, yippy-dippy <laughs> freaks, all of a sudden, it comes to life. And even some of the old congregants come to life, while others bail completely. I thought it was an interesting story. Well, I have to admit, once, you know, the hippie dude came out and he, what was his name? Something Nathan Frisbee or something? Frisbee. Lonnie. Lonnie Frisbee. Lonnie Frisbee. The, some of the things he said really touched me. I thought, wow. What a, he's kind of exactly. in tune with his business there. Um, and but then uh, Scott Renshaw mentioned to me that there was a documentary recently about this very subject. They went back and they yeah. did a really nice job. If you want to see the doc that this is probably based on, oh, that'd uh, be interesting. I can't remember the name of it though. Sorry. And then we go from that to Cocaine Bear. Oh my goodness! Holy cow! If if anybody can be killed in a unique way by a bear that's high on coke. <laughs> And craving for another fix, you see it in this movie. And nobody is spared. Sweet old ranger woman, you know, young kids. Well, the kids were fine. Well, ultimately fine. But injured slightly. The little girl was slightly injured and got dragged off. Well, compared to the other people, she was fine. Here was the deal. They said, you can't kill any kids. And there was another. I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah, But we we kill foreign hikers. Well, yeah, they're fun. sweet, sweet couple <laughs> nice from Norway. Norway or wherever they were. <laughs> they, oh, they my were goodness. funny. Oh, and and when come on, you didn't. I did. You did I laughed myself silly. See, in this, this is what I thought movie. Violent Night would do for me, but it didn't. Well, you need to go back and maybe, I did. I did watch it again. You watched it again, and I still thought it was stupid. Wow. Well, but this I'll is tell you what, stupid, but it's wonderfully. Guess stupid. what we've done here? We've what opened we the door to what to Meth Gator. <laughs> I am not making that up. Meth Gator. The Sharknado people like, hey, wait a minute. You're, a minute. you're in our territory now. Meth Gator. Meth Gator coming to a theater near y'all. Yeah, in the old days of the Highland Drive-In, they would have had a trilogy. Oh, Meth, they, that Meth Gator, been. Cocaine Bear, and... By the way, the bear that's in the it's in the Kentucky Fun Mall yeah. is... There are lines of people the going to see... The real cocaine bear. Guess what? He's got a little plaque around his name. His name is... Pablo Escobar. Oh, it just gets worse. But, oh, watch this movie at your own peril. If you are put off by blood and guts, literally, and gore, yeah. even the little bears get involved in it. Little yeah, cute but they're little just, bears. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They're just coked up, though. Yeah, they're coked up little bears. Okay, meanwhile. Wait, what's the numbers? Oh, the numbers. we got about 24 million uh, domestically. Oh, not more, much more than that. 27 now domestic. What, did you go back again nope. and actually pay? <laughs> no. But another five foreign. That's a 33. That's 33. not bad for a $10 movie. Ooh, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
uh, Quantum Mania, you know, we wondered how this would do and what kind of drop-off we'd have. Yeah, have you heard the and number on the drop-off? It, it, well, I, all I know is it's basically from $130 million down to $32 million. 70% yeah. drop, which yeah. is the largest drop of a Marvel movie ever. And we predicted that because everybody was, ex- including me, I, yeah. I, yeah, I was so skeptical on the Ant-Man thing. I went, yeah, yeah sure, right. Ant-Man. What are but we it have? was the background. We're going to have Gopher Man next. But, you know, it was so much fun. Oh, you mean originally. And so beautifully done. And then when they introduced the Wasp and kind of took it to another level, but there are a lot of personal developments still in that and mm-hmm. a lot of kind of, you know, does she, does she like him? Does, you know, I mean, real people stuff in a kind of a real-world environment, but then taking us into the Ant-Man universe. And now we are just immersed in the universe, and it's lost its soul. Yep. So The funny thing is that Jonathan Majors, who is also in the Creed movie, yeah. He's a brilliant actor, and you can tell that he is really giving it his all in Ant-Man. That's right. And yet, it's such a goofy character. Why is he so upset I at the no at idea. the universe? I don't. I don't know. I and don't like what they're doing. Oh, okay. So well, I'm going to kill billions, trillions of people. That's stupid. Yeah, and and there's so many layers. You know, I mean, I get it. If if this multiverse thing is done. Okay, you know you can kind of gra- this one. You're but even going, when you throw in, in Bill Murray, you know, for a, know. a brief moment, you're like, that was creepy. Yeah, yeah, should have been funny. I mean, when yeah. they throw in Bill Murray in Zoolander, uh, yeah. not, oh. not not Zoolander, uh, Zombie Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, I knew it started with a Z. You know, it's funny. It's hilarious. Oh, and it adds to the movie. Absolutely. And I'm going, what? In the world? This just felt like what? So you can tell how much we loved. And somebody asked me, so what'd you think of that man's point of view? Like, nope, nope, nope. Yep, yep. I have no desire to see it again. No. Nope. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, movie, movie show fans, all three of you. It is the movie show top ten. The movie show. You probably think this world is a dream come true, but you're wrong. On KSL News Radio. You know, still to come, we have telephone torture, Steve. With <laughs> what? Well, at least Carl Malone's not in town anymore. <laughs> You know, you know, we 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 had Donny Osmond drop by one day. By the way, I, I need to mention this. Oh, are you going to name drop now? Uh, oh well, did you go behind the? No, I didn't. After? I we we were regular customers. Uh, you know, D used to work at the Osmond Studios and and knew oh, all of right. all of the Osmonds and and uh, I've known Donny over the years. You know, just just casually. It's not like we we hang out or anything. But you know, he's a good enough friend that one time we were doing a remote yeah. and he stopped by. He bought the product of the remote and then he let you. That's right. I was the passenger, but uh, he said, "Come on out and take my Tesla for a drive." Which was so Steve muscled me out of the way. I was you know face down on the tarmac. And, oh, okay. uh, you want to hear the real story? <laughs> and went, ar- went around and, and got in the driver's side, and I got in the passenger side. And this is when he was having the issue with his throat. He just had that surgery, surgery on his throat, yeah. so he couldn't speak very loud. And he leans down, and he whispers to Steve. He goes, floor it. And he did. Oh, and, boy. Oh, man. That, Talk about the G-force. That is the one and only time I've ever been in a Tesla. Yeah, me too. And it was Donny Osmond. But anyway, we went down to see him in Vegas. It's a solo show at Harrah's. And I'll tell you, he was on fire. He did a great, great show. It He's was not really a puppy fun. anymore. No, he was. Uh, I think it, it, we looked up on the bio. It's uh, he was born in 1957, so he's like 64, 65, you know, somewhere in there. And uh, it, it was it was that a takes great, a great lot show. of effort. I mean, oh, how long is the show? It was 90 minutes, and he was just on fire. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. Did but you anyway, ask him how his harvest rice freeze dryer? No, no, I didn't ask him how his uh, you know uh, freeze dryer was. 
but uh, that's that's the remote he stopped by and bought. But you know, so I, I mean, maybe Carl Malone will drop by one of these days. Well, I hope not, because if he hears what we <laughs> what we do to him, him on telephone torture, yeah, yeah maybe you're right. Because losing suck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Although it's dead on, though. I mean, and, you, know. you know, and, and if he walked through the door right now, I'd just go, "It's Steve." Of course you would. I just point, and he'd just take care of it. I go, "I'll be under the bus, changing the oil." <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be backing it up. Yeah. All right. It thump, is. Thump, thump, thump. <laughs> thump, thump. Okay. You know, the movie show just all of a sudden went dark. Yeah. Like cocaine bear. <laughs> I can't wait for meth gator. Meth gator. Oh, my goodness. All right. It is 1130 here at KSL News Radio. Brief break, and we'll come back. We've still got some films to talk about. We've got Operation Fortune we've got to talk about. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Actually. That is a pretty good movie. I have to admit, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> The Movie Show. <laughs> it's a fake laugh. It's real. On KSL News Radio. It is 11.40 here at KSL. And Steve, I think we probably ought to do a little telephone torture here. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Somebody's going to win fabulous prizes. Only one. Let's... Worth up to dollars, Steve. I play call out. Okay. We do have the traditional gift package today. Yes. I should Since have. Valentine's Day literally has passed. Yeah, it, it, it Not that you might have heard. Despite some messages earlier to the contrary. But right now, it's two drinks, a tub, drinks. A tub of popcorn, and two tickets for any movie you want to see. Cocaine Bear. At any Megaplex theater. Out there, one of the 170-plus screens, right? That sounds, okay. sounds so accurate. Good throughout the Intermountain West. By the way, they have a beautiful facility in St. George. We drove up up the hill and, uh, you know, had uh, breakfast at a nice little place. It's right there, and right across the parking lot from us was the the Megaplex Theaters huh. right there in St. George. Okay, so uh, I'm thinking of a number... Steve. Three. I'm th- three. How'd you come up with that? Because you're holding three Frisbees? Well, I was just admiring them. They say KSL News Radio 102.7. Those FM are new, model. by the way, huh? They, well, I guess. I, I don't, or they just haven't decided to. Do you want me to teach you how to throw one? Give, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you are you a professional? <laughs> and I know I don't have to teach you how to catch one with your mouth. So, anyway. Oh, you're about to catch one somewhere else. <laughs> You'd be surprised how he jumps up, jumps up in the air and twists, and still lands on oh, his. Keep feet. going, Douglas. <laughs> lands on his feet sometimes. Okay, so let's go to the phone line. <laughs> I like that little drum thing again. Just give give that one more time. Okay, so that's when the joke doesn't work. No, that's when it works. Johnny did the slow fade. And he just kind of go, hmm, anybody still out there? But that was for the good one. <laughs> Who's Johnny? Carson. Oh, that Carson. Oh, come on. You're old wow. enough. You're old enough. You're back in the black and white era. Okay. I, oh, 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 no. He was in full color on the NBC network. Okay, so let's go to the, What am I going to do with this guy? He's you know? not shaking his head at you. No, he's shaking, shaking his, his head, head at, at you. Steve, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody is. Okay, so... <laughs> Let's go to the phone line, KSL Talk. And remember, you shan't have won a prize on the movie show or on KSL. 
mm. in the last Ooh. 90 days. So that's Honest Tom's out. Vahe's is still out. Yeah. Bob, Rosie, uh, who else? Was Rosie? Don. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, Don won. Let's, let's, go, let's go to the phone line. That's pretty much all of our callers. See who that's every movie show listener we've got. Hi, who's this? This is Michael. Michael, how are you? Not so good today. Well, Aww. you know, that's true, Michael, because you're caller number one. And yeah, usually person, one's good. One is usually good, but in your case, it's not. So, you know what that makes you? Loser. <laughs> Ouch. Do you think, are his dentures coming out? <laughs> you mean because he didn't get the L in? Or I don't know. There's chewing some gum. Maybe. I don't know. Let's loserize him. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? He's so bad. He's a loser, but he still keeps you feeling on bad? trying. Almost every day. Or just Fridays. No, no. Fridays every, every day. Especially. <laughs> Fridays special. It certainly is. Uh, let's go back to the phone line. This will be our last loser of the day. And hi, who's this? Barbara. Barbara, you sound awfully chipper. <laughs> Am I number three? No, oh, no, you missed it. Oh. You missed it by one, Barbara. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm calling back. Bye. Okay. Oh, okay, let's. Let, do you think she can do it? She might. It's happened before. Well, let's. Let's loserize her, and then we'll see if she's back. Give her a long. I'm a loser. Yeah. Yep. Still a loser. Okay. All right. Do you think it'll be Barbara? No, it won't be Barbara. I don't know. Gustavo has a lot of power. He does. He's probably rigging this right now. He's probably running it through his fanny pack server. <laughs> That's right. Hi, who's this? I'm glad we could have this instant replay. <laughs> All right. Hi, who's this? This is Muzz. Muzz. How do you spell that? M-U-Z-Z. M-U-Z-Z. Well, there's a new one. What? Did your parents just mispronounce Buzz or what? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> That's right. The guy goes, the, the, can't you just see the doctor going, are you sure you don't mean Buzz? <laughs> well, Muzz. That's better. That is not on your birth certificate. <laughs> Muzz. No, it is not on my birth certificate. Oh, rats. I think that would be I really cool. I kind of want to know how he got that name, but yeah, I also I, don't. How did you get the nickname Muzz? My grandfather gave it to me, and I don't know where he got it. <laughs> really? Did your grandpa really? like you? You didn't ever well, ask I him? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah think I'm sure he did. did. Grand, grandpas are just special. They they like every kid, even you, Muzz. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're I, welcome. I know how sorry. You must take out the garbage. You must do your homework. Yes, exactly. Okay. No, nobody. Okay. Don't don't we get the drum thing for Steve on that? <laughs> okay, Muzz. Here's the good news. You are caller number three. You have won fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. Dollars. <laughs> Muzz, that is absolutely right. What movie are you going to go see? Steve wants you to go see Cocaine Bear. No, no, Bear. he didn't have to see Cocaine Bear. Whatever you want, I don't know. Muzz. Yeah. Well, you know, all you have to do is just look up the Megaplex theaters, and there will be something there to tantalize you. And who are you going to take with you, Muzz? Probably my wife. 
Mrs. Muzz? Mrs. Muzz. Yeah, Mrs. Muzz. Does she have a nickname? No, no nickname on her. No nickname on her. Maybe sweetheart. Well, Muzz and Mrs. Muzz are going to be heading to the Megaplex Theaters. So, Mr. and Mrs. Muzz? You're going to have two two tickets to see whatever you want to see, or probably whatever your wife wants to see. And you're going to have two drinks to enjoy and a tub of popcorn. But, Muzz, there is one thing we must have you do before we can bestow. I know I couldn't resist. Thank you. Before you get all that, we need to make all the losers feel better. So you know what to, what to do. I, I don't know what to do. Ooh, we have a new winner. A newbie. Okay, now there's only one guy in the universe that can make losers feel better about being losers, and his name is Frank Sinatra. So you need to introduce Frank. Frank, give it to him. Ooh. There you go. Ah, there you go. Another rousing rendition. I like that name, Muzz. Tell, I do too, Muzz. That he sounds like a good old boy. He does sound like a good old boy. His grandpa gave him the name Muzz. What was his grandpa's name? My, did your grandpa call you anything other than "Hey, you"? Uh, My grandpa no. called me Dougie. Dougie? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I I got a few names that my grandpa called me, but I probably shouldn't share. But this is a family show, as we <laughs> proudly tout at the beginning each and every week. Back to Doug Wright, Steve Sales, and the KSL Movie Show. Okay, let's get a little sound from Operation Fortune. Would someone pinch me, please? Is that Danny Francesca? What's next for you? I'm playing a mysterious self-made billionaire. You just described me. Shadow me. Do whatever I do. Whatever I do, do. Cover's blown. What do I do? The movie star's going to melt. Okay, there's a big international thing going on where there's this device. MacGuffin. Nobody, nobody knows exactly what's going on here, but uh, $10 billion is what it's going yeah. for. And the the Hugh Grant character is brokering it, and he gets a commission. We've got some real bad guys here. And so Jason Statham and uh, Josh Hartnett is recruited out of Hollywood. He's the, the movie star yeah. that uh, Hugh Grant really likes and admires. And there are so many other – Jason Statham is just perfect, and they're going to try to find out what's going on. But we find out that there's a competing group. Now, are they friendlies or are they not? Somebody's gone rogue, Mickey, and you go, oh, my goodness, this thing is that so That was a little nuts. too much. I it was a little too much. But it's so much fun, and Jason Statham just makes this great. Hugh Grant steals the movie. And, and what's the young woman's name? Aubrey I, I, Plaza. Yeah, she is absolutely fabulous. I have to admit, I really like this movie. Is it a great movie? No. Is it a really good popcorn movie? Yes. This is Guy Ritchie wishing upon a star that he could make a 007 movie because that's what this tries to be. Yeah, it's not on that level, but it's pretty funny. And some of the banter back and forth is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I like the crispness of it. I love the dialect. And I'll tell you, Hugh Grant, we've seen him do this before, yeah. you know, where he's got that kind of cockney, you know, he's not a sophisticated Englishman. He's, he's playing a good villain these days. He's, he is playing a really good villain. So what's a grade? B. B, yeah. It's three stars from me, and it's rated 
R. Uh, Isn't that because of language, or is it PG-13? It's rated R. Rated R for language. And then you wanted to mention some little French film, well, too. Well, you know, the French are good at making movies about just everyday life. And I was watching this movie. My daughter walked by, and she goes, what's this about, Dad? And I'm like, it's about a, a young woman trying to decide whether to put her father in a home. Mm. And she goes, oh, I should sit down and watch yeah, this. Yeah, that's right. Like, don't get any ideas. Yeah. But there's that, and then an old flame comes back, and, and there's a kid involved. It's really kind of a sweet little movie. Leah Sadu is a great French actress. And uh, she stars in this. I gave this a B plus. This is One Fine Morning. One Fine Morning, and it's playing at the Broadway. And the other movie we were talking about with Jason Statham and Hugh Grant that uh, we each gave uh, mine three-star from Steve a B, it's called Operation Fortune. And that's in, in theaters, wide in release. theaters, wide release. Well, Stephen, that does it for another episode of the movie show here at KSL News Radio. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week, despite popular demand. There you go. With more movies to talk about. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here on the movie show. We love hanging out with all of you. Thank you for having the good sense of humor and hopefully the lowering your standards a little bit to tolerate us. And Muzz, thanks for joining us. And Muzz, thank Mrs. you. Muzz. First time winner out there with Mrs. Muzz. This is KSL FM Midvale, KSL AM Salt Lake City. Tonight when you go home, please make sure you hug the people you love. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.